now. But you got a soul to say. I just been cooking that note. I'm about to drop in the fuel. Take the fuck to the grave. The people gon' call it the truth. They really trip on the credit. I just paid all of my bills. I just respected the game. Got my name all in the news. Tripping on all of my moves. Call me on this, got a lot more to prove. Remember I came in this bitch. Fresh out the camera, kind of no news. No, I'm gonna get you tied over my head. Yeah, but I don't do that shit for nothing. No, I'm not at all. Yeah, but my money real, money real. Thank you, dude. Hey, why you love me? I don't do that shit for nothing. No, not at all. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in. This is the playlist of Black Males Music Therapy Group. Um, well, we just go ahead and really unpack and build off of, off of music, man. We know that sometimes music has a better way of articulating our feelings. Um, so we're using that as an entry point to really talking about some, some stuff that I think in the black community, especially as black men, we kind of need to talk a little yeah, bit more about. Sure. Um, so man, I appreciate y'all coming again, again. That's Nip, Nip started us off. Nip didn't make the list. <laughs> Nip didn't make the playlist, but Nip made the playlist. Because I was looking like... But, hey. Nip ain't made a playlist, but Nip made a playlist. Shout out to Nip. Man, but how was your last week? How was your last week? Uh, my last week was great, man. Uh, a lot of going on, a lot of planning for this Sunday. To all the mothers out there, happy early Mother's Day. You know what I'm saying? We love y'all. Oh, definitely. Oh, first and foremost, hey, I'm I'm Dante. I'm King. Appreciate you tuning in. Your host, this guy right here. Sepio8, Ricky Dancy on Facebook. Sapio Ape on Instagram, co-host to my boy Nana Y'all, aka hey. King, aka GQ, hey, aka, <laughs> AKA, AKA, AKA. <laughs> the god of AKAs, um, for real, and my guy. Would you please hey. introduce yourself? What's up, y'all? Brian had to come through on the playlist, man. Mm -hmm. Chop it up, talking about music and everything. You know what it means to be a black man in society, man. Just appreciate y'all for having me on. Oh no, absolutely, uh, welcome, brother. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Talk, talk a little bit about what you do, Brian. Like. Man, so what field are you in? What what what's your what's your purse? What's your passion? Cool. So y'all, I'm in the field of technology, build like apps and websites and all that fancy stuff. Um, purpose, you know, of course, be the best that I can be, Ooh. and you know, try to pass that on, and make other people do the same. Yeah, I like that. That's dope, right there, man. That's dope. Hey, man, I, I know y'all. We we gonna get into the playlist. How did you feel about the overall playlist? Like, what did it give you? What space did it put you in? Um, we we got some different, some different uh, some different genres in there this time. But how did you feel just overall before we really dive into uh the songs? Well, when I was listening to it today, I was like, this is a good crop of songs, man. Like, shout out to everybody that dropped the song. Shout out to all of the men, even the women that you know dropped songs. We appreciate it. Two of the songs that uh made the list, I was like. It kind of threw me off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I love it because there's no judgment, and if that's yeah. the space that you know some of our, our, our men, our friends were in, like 
I, I appreciate them sharing that. I definitely appreciate them sharing that. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let, let, let's get it started. Let's get it started. I want to, we're going to start like that. We're going to start like that. <laughs> The real is back, the real is back, so bananas hit, pill is back, we got the finest, your highness, the painted picture that's filled enough to cure blindness, care blindness, finest, you knew that already, in terms of the greatest, I proved that already, and if you would like, I'll do it twice, I just sharpened my blade, for a minute became lost in my ways, it's for my niggas that was tossed in the grave, every so often I stay deep in my thoughts and they get lost in the days we used to play before your coffin was made, just got the call, nigga got caught with a straight, Oh, he's okay. Just got paid with copy, got paid. The free OJ, just to share my life on the stage in front of strangers who know a nigga far too well. And that's the danger. Know me better than I know myself. I rip a page out my notebook in anger and let me start slaying the same. Don't let them too much you. Don't let them too much you. Don't let them take control. Don't let them take control. It's one thing you do. Don't let them take your soul. If you believe that you got it, everybody that's tuned in, I appreciate y'all tapping in with us. You ain't ain't too high. I love you. You ain't too high. I'm proud of you. You ain't too low. What's the price for a black man life? I check the toe tag. Not one zero in sight. I turn the TV on. Not one hero in sight. Unless he dribble or he fiddle with mics. Look out the window, cause tonight the city lit up with lights, cameras, and action. May no man alive come through and damage my faction. I brought you niggas with me, cause I love you like my brothers and your mothers like my mother. Think we need a plan of action. Uh, I got it. Like, I think he kind of even brought us to it, man. What's the price of a black man's life? I checked the toe tag. Not one zero in sight. Man. I mean. I know it's already heavy, and that's, and that's our first one to start off with. But but I think it needs to, I think it needs to happen. It has to happen. You know what better place to hear? So uh, I I defer to y'all right now. How y'all feel? Um, what space are y'all in? You know, given the, the certain dynamics and the, and the conditions right now, I'm just gonna. Well, man, it, it's sad. Um... I'm just gonna start off with the elephant in the room. We recently had another death of an innocent black man, unarmed black man, uh, minding his own business, just doing things in everyday life. Um, you know, with our workout uh, group that we got and that, well, that you started, I just kind of jumped in and supported that. Um, we run. So to know that we could be out running, minding our own business, just trying to live a healthy life, trying to get physically fit as we get emotionally and mentally fit, and seeing that. You know, you can be minding your own business and somebody can just come take your life, you know. And basically when the video uh, popped out, basically hunt you down and take your life. And then when the video show up, now they want to go to grand jury. So the public can't see what's going on and uh, with the trial. It's just it's disheartening, man. Um, and as a black man and just as black people in general, I know that situations like that can cause PTSD and it can cause emotional trauma and stress, even if it's not your family, because as a black community, we all feel that because that could be our nephews, our brothers, our cousins, our sons, you know, our fathers. And it's just sad to see that 
things haven't really changed. As much as we want to say uh, things have changed for the mm-hmm. better, we still have basically these uh, public lynchings of, of unarmed Black Americans. And people want to say that it that this is a new occurrence. But if you look at the history of the country, it's not a new occurrence. The only thing new about it is that now it's being caught on camera. Yeah, in the context. And even still, nothing is really being done about it. We're still not getting justice. So it's just, it's just heartening, man. And it's good that J. Cole touched on it. And I'm sure he touched on it because in the recent years, there's been a lot more of this that's being caught on camera. But how do y'all feel about it, especially, you know, it's rough, bro. Especially like this. This happened what back in like February, February. and it's like it February. just, it just like made the news and everything. And when all that happened, now they want to like close it all off. Like this stuff don't exist. Yeah. But you know, this stuff happened all the time for us, man. And it's like, like you said, like with cameras and all, we're finally able to see that it's not just us and like any one location. This is happening all across the United States, man. And it's it, a, it's just rough, man. Man, it's so. Like, it's a lot. Me, I have a revolutionary spirit. And I'm, yeah. you know, y'all know that about me. So, you know, one angle for me, um, or one emotion for me is definitely, you know, rage, um, but but more in, a, in an organized fashion. Uh, and I always try to talk about, you know, group economics, group cooperation. And it seems like we always have to react before we start understanding or trying to gravitate gravitate towards those type of you know contexts. So then I not I'm not only angry, you know what I'm saying, at the external forces, then I turn it back on us and I get a little frustrated with us. Like, why do we always have to react? Yeah. You know, why does the damage have to be done? If a family have to mourn over a, a child or a, a, a father, brother, friend, um, before we feel like now, okay, I need to say something. And then, yeah, and then at that, I'm not, not just, we not just marching, you know what I mean? Like, when are we going to say and start breaking the, the, the psychological damage that's been done to where we always feel the need to be in their midst, you know, or in their company? Um, and seeking their approval. Like, when will we just say, no, you know what? I, although y'all don't appreciate my hood, my neighborhood, my community, I'm not moving out, you know? And we're going to build it up. And, and, and this is the space that we're going to occupy. As opposed to if I get a little bit of change or a little bit of money, then I got to I, I, I gotta remove myself from it. Um, so that's just one, on, on a, one emotion that I deal with. And then Two, just thinking about being a black man, just like literally the the level of stress that we go through from birth <laughs> up until, you know what I mean? Like we're literally in a high stress environment every single day. It's true. You know, and I'm pro two ways. So I'm always like, hey, get my guys trained because it's not just one thing to have a firearm. Like it's it's a it's a whole mentality that comes with that, it's a whole approach to it. So I'm not just saying that everybody needs to go out and get armed without the knowledge and the training behind that. It has to be a whole comprehensive revamp and reframing that needs to take place in my perspective. 
when we talk about that because I'm I'm tired of it. And I'm and like I'm I'm tired of now trying to appeal to the more compass of immoral people. I'm tired of trying to talk it out. You know what? Like I always say, like folk on the other side of that table respond to violence and money. So if you violently attack their money, that might be one strategy for us to start, you know, the, the type of unity that needs to be in our community before we say I'm running for somebody else or before we say I'm wearing this hoodie for somebody else or before we say I'm breathing for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting tired of year after year. Somebody showing me like we talked about relationships a good couple of times. This is a toxic relationship. They're showing us that they do not respect us. And yet we keep going back to the same relationship. They love us. We well, love this abusive. You know, me and you talked about this for years about African-Americans, you know, doing what they need to do to get their concealed carry license, but as well as learning to respect the firearm and learning how and actually going to the range. Because it's one thing to own the firearm and it's one thing to actually go to the range, learn how to break the firearm down, clean it, make sure that, you know, if you were to use it and it jammed, you know how to go through that process extremely quickly um, and just practicing. But as far as that relationship goes and violently attacking the money, man, it's not that African-Americans, uh, the black community doesn't have money. We got over $1 trillion of buying power. That's over a fifth of the GDP for the American country. It's just we lack organization. Um, you have a lot of communities that are extremely organized and unified, uh, to down from the Jewish community to the Asian community to uh, the Haitian community, uh, the different cultures from the African community, like you see all of those groups of people very unified, but us as black Americans have not yet gelled and created that space to where we are on one page. Like we'll have something like this happen and we'll come together, we'll march, we'll do what we need to do at that time, but we don't stay from what I've seen consistent and I'm at fault for that, too, because I have not been a part of pushing that consistency and creating that unification, um, which is something that I'm definitely working to change. Because, like you said, we have to, one, before we can change our relationship with anyone else, we have to change our relationship with ourselves. Um, because then that will reflect how we reevaluate our relationship, that toxic relationship. It's true. But if we're toxic with ourselves, it's hard to be able to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that so. consistency, like you said, is everything because if you keep showing somebody something right, eventually they're going to have to take notice of it. And even with that, like you said, because stuff will happen all the time. So we did because this isn't the first time something this big has happened. And then it's like we're all unified. And then like six months down the line, everybody's pretty much forgot. We just go about our lives until yeah. something else happens yeah. again. So, you know, I'm kind of biblical, y'all. So, you know, I read the Bible a lot. And that's something that, that happened, like, early on in the Bible. They were building. They wanted to build, like, this tower of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And they were like, as long as we're all on one accord, and God said, it's like, they're all on one accord. They can do anything they want to do. And then that's when he confused, like, the language. Because they all spoke one language at a time. And then since they couldn't understand each other, they went abroad. And all of that work that they did on that tower just stayed there. And that's kind of like what we are. So as long as we, we come together, we stay together, 
you know, we'll be able to accomplish anything, whether it's social injustice or building our own economies and businesses or whatever it is. But we just have to have that in our culture. We have to induce that consistency within our culture and like keep it there and nurture it and grow it. How can for black men, I'm, I accept that responsibility of leading that front. How do we make that popular? You know, I get, you, Will, you, you probably done heard plenty of people say, especially with, you know, the, the Michael George story going on, he, had, he has this much money. Is it his responsibility to then be an advocate or give back to the community? I'm always like, I don't really care too much for celebrity. How do we then make it popular on our front to then be that advocate um, and, and be at the forefront, be those generals that's, that's needed to push this forward? I don't see, I just don't know, I, like sometimes I hate theory because we stay in that, in that world and, and lose the practicality of it all. How do we encourage or lead by example to make it popular enough that then the black man, because they don't, this is a bully type dynamic to me. So they either don't respect us or think we scary. How do we show force enough? And, and, and it can be in different spaces, but how do we show that force and make that force popular enough on our end? Like we, I think that it's about building a coalition of black men that aren't afraid to stand up for what you believe in and to an extent um you know with me with my background of service and whatnot being willing to stand up and die for what you believe in um i think a lot of nowadays you see a lot of the strong male advocates for social uh justice and uh unification of the black community they stuff happens to them and it never makes the news or they mysteriously die. But if we go, if we unite and go about it in force and which we're already doing, but of course the news doesn't show that, but if we do that in, in mass, I think, and when indivi other individuals realize that if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that situation, like you got people flying across True. the country to come let them know that, hey, no, nah, I'm not standing for that. And for us as black men to say, hey, these are our these are our kids, our brothers, our sisters, you know what I'm saying? And if I have to lay down my life to make sure that, you know, the generation that comes after me is safe, then I'm going to do what I have to do and I'm going to move forward fearlessly. Yeah. Um, and I think that it takes that change of our mentality for right now. It's so much of every man for themselves as long as I'm good. Yeah. That's all I'm worried about. Um, to nah, my brother not good. I'm not good. Yeah, yeah. we've kind of adopted the the uh, American, you know, individualism. Yeah, and, and, and with none of the perks, with none of the benefits, <laughs> with none of the privileges, we've adopted there. We've left the communal aspect of our homeland and transitioned to the individual aspect and we get no reward for it and that's well, the they'll, they'll let a few they'll let a few through yeah. and you get to move out by the yes. beaches but when by the south side. history that's a recent occurrence yes. though that that yeah. whole mentality didn't start until maybe the 
after what, like integration? Between the late 60s, integration was between the late 60s to the 80s. One of Because even when I was growing up, it would be situations to where you get in trouble and you know, if you messing up, some somebody grandma down the street yep. might beat your behind and then tell your parents you did it and then you get another one. <laughs> and it was just that community, like very, yeah. very communal, very tribal, very, very much. So it takes a village. Yeah. And then somewhere down the line, and I, I have to do more research to figure out uh, the point and when that happened, it just changed to where it's like, we can have a whole black neighborhood, right? And you got all these people that stay next to each other and you have people that don't even know their neighbors. Yeah. They might know the people, the people that stay to the left of them or to the right of them, but they don't know the people that stay a couple of houses down. They're not going to speak. They're not doing things as a community to have that neighborly bond. It's like, don't don't talk to my child. If I if you see my child acting out, don't say nothing to my kid. And it's like, why wouldn't I? If yeah. I see your child doing something that can get them in trouble, why wouldn't I sit them down? I'm not trying to beat on your kid or anything. Why wouldn't I, as a man, especially if it's young boys, tell them, hey, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's not cool. Don't That's do not, that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? True. Especially true. nowadays where you, as you've seen, we got people killing kids and getting off. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's 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 crazy, man. Like it's sad. And yeah. it just I'll just say this. I'm glad that it wasn't my family because sure. I don't know what I would have did, but I would say this, I don't think that neither one of them two people would still be walking well, around Boot- I can say that confidently. Bootsy has an interesting phrase for it so I'll tell you to go look up what Bootsy said about <laughs> um, <laughs> being in the devil's playground but uh, I definitely understand it but especially so this black man in general yeah. um, protect your protect your mental health mental health if, if you haven't seen the video I'll probably say don't see it we've, we've saw one lynching um, too many already um, but if you don't know your neighbors, get out to try to introduce your neighbors, uh, introduce yourself to your neighbors. If you're interested in trying to get uh, firearms training, definitely DM us. Um, if you're interested in just getting self-defense training as well, um, reach out to us. Uh, if you're in a process right now, I know it's still closed down. I had someone reach out to me earlier about getting your uh, license to carry. Um, we can definitely help you through that process as well. Uh, and, and give you some pointers, tips, but but it's time for us to really take a serious stance on being communal. I would yes, say so. with uh, I appreciate the comment, Jason. Yeah, yeah absolutely. About the uh, mass incarceration and after the fathers. While I do think that is an issue, I also think that um, to address that the media overplays that stereotype when so many studies out there show that African American men are some of the best fathers out right now, some uh, some of the most involved fathers in their kids' lives for those that are in their lives. And that is something that I wanted to talk about with the men, especially with Mother's Day coming up, about just knowing knowing what battles to fight and what battles to kind of lay your ego and your pride to the side in order to be involved in your kids' lives, especially as it relates to dealing with um, a strange mothers like you know things that you would uh mothers that you may not be have the best relationship with but they still are the mother of your child knowing how to speak to them um you know knowing you know how to speak about them in public to because a lot of times i've seen people on social media uh men 
black men bashing their baby mother, their child mother, and it's like this is on social media. This is something that your kid might see. Is this something that you really want, you know, to relate to your young impressionable child? But uh, I would say mass incarceration is definitely another issue, um, and it's going to take us as black men to unify to say, hey, you know, we got to find another way because it's not working out in our favor. Yeah, it's, gotta, it's definitely not. But we're losing that game. You know, we're it's rigged against us, and we still are playing the game. Yeah, and I would say to like uh, Nana, y'all said we don't. You know, we 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 don't just talk about it. We be about oh, yeah. it. So, Actually, we do it. Be a do it. Yeah. So if you need it, holler at us. We will. We will help you. Um, it. The, I mean, top, the, time talking is, the time yeah. we're talking is definitely um, over for, uh, I think, as the primary approach. That's that's some people's um, landscape, and I'm with that. Uh, but now we got to start putting solutions in place. We got to start putting actual steps in place. One that starts out with, we got to start building the trust back up. So getting out, we need to start not mean mugging. When you're walking past, you know, another black man, <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to speak. Um, yeah. And we just got to we got to do it until it becomes the new normal because you know what i do is sometimes people be looking at me crazy but i'm just gonna keep doing it until that now you know that wall is down on my end uh and then we can begin to really build and nurture some relationships but that is i ain't gonna stay too deep on that i know we got a lot that we can still talk about with that um but let's let's see what else the playlist have for us we we had a lot of wale you never fall, you never born today in pants. And real niggas gon' see an M for they see a Hey, don't be with you, man. Love. I never came in this business to provide me pressure. I'm probably training some millions if I can make a difference. Can't make a difference. Can't make a difference. Can't make a difference. Swear to y'all, shake Naked women at the venue, in it for suppression. She lying for attention. I try and tell us nipples. With the rhyme and I'm on my garbage and all my rivals. I'm not sitting at enough knowledge just like you. Aaron Howard just rap for his shows. He can say go. I mean, a wholesome girl up the dirt and turn around psycho. Psycho, psycho, killer. Everybody's in a psycho crush thriller. Isn't it amazing how I knew it though? Africa, the capital, and pop up with a crew of souls. My diversity certainly why I recommend it. I pray a trip with my girls in that box every September. The music got me feeling like. Having a secular, cause all the girls that I be with look like danger, but But I know that we out gone for you going OD. But rap performance of photos got me catching up Oprah. Passionate poet, can't adapt to the camera. See, rapping the show is, play some silence and actors. And you challenge to this, I just fuck all the bitches. Most niggas set up a war just to ask for forgiveness. Only way that we gon' ever speak it, even then on everything I'm out as loud as middle fame. Nah, nigga, we won't ever speak because niggas selling every way they deadly with that trigger fame. Wale, that's the first Wale that we got. We, Wale was was big this playlist, man. But you know, let's that's limitless uh, for Wale. Uh, how how y'all feel about that? What what it took you in? What what space? Man, it's called the song is called Limitless, yeah. and he basically just spoke to everything we was talking about. How he was talking about going to Africa and then popping up with a crew of Zos, and you know, just building that you know, that 
that come that community and that camaraderie yeah. and then talking about the name of the song is limitless so it's just showing like when we yeah. come together yeah, the possibilities are limitless like but it, it also goes down to us building the community as black yeah. men for so long i've heard so many black women talk about not feeling like they can be not feeling like they've met a man that can lead them or treat them the way they want to be treated and that goes into building the community as men we're supposed to be leaders of the community so if you're not treating black women in general or just women in general the way they should be treated opening doors um standing up when they come to, to sit down to get their seat and just little the small things and it's like me and the men that i hang around i see that and i'm like okay that you know what i'm saying that's not abnormal but yeah. then when i talk to the women that i associate with and they're like nah like y'all are unique like yeah i'm so used to opening my own door that i have to get used to somebody walking me to my car or somebody not, or somebody checking on me to make sure that i'm home and it's just really on some they just looking out for me they not they don't have ulterior motives yeah, so like, confused about it too man it's like why are you doing this for me like why are you so nice and it's like well, that's what i was supposed to do <laughs> yeah and it's crazy because like we i just had this conversation yesterday with the woman regarding like that's they don't see that as the normal yeah and as a black man since hearing that from black women it's kind of like man how are we going to build a community if our women don't feel like we're going to empower them and treat them as our women yeah. and especially when our women go so hard for us and because we got so many comments coming in about the uh killing them unarmed black americans like uh, most of the movements that we've seen uh black lives matter um for example sorry about women i mean the, it, the montgomery bus boycott like <laughs> if you there's a great book called the, the montgomery yeah. bus boycott and the women that started it um if you if if you don't really know your history like yeah, you'll just run out. with mlk and mlk was a, a strategically after the fact yeah. elected or appointed figurehead yeah. you know given his reach and his impact but so shut it down yeah, and, and, he, and <laughs> as he was supposed to you know but, what i mean like dante said even if you when you dive into the history, MLK yeah. even said himself that if he had had time to think about that decision, exactly. he would have probably turned it down. Said, yeah, because him and his wife had already talked about it, and he uh, had already said that he was going to focus on becoming a preacher, and he wasn't going to take on any extra road. Mm -hmm. He got voluntold into that position, and he didn't really have time to think about it. it. Yeah. yeah, so that's what propelled him into that leadership role. But I don't think that as black men. We should sit back and wait until somebody else pushes us into that role. I think it's time for us to begin to step into those roles and step into those roles unapologetically to say, yeah. if it's going to be somebody that got to stand up for my people, it's going to be me. But you know, yeah. oh, because I, I wanted you to talk about when we said um, we was talking about the fear of failure, right? Mm -hmm. And then you hit me with a very unique Man. spin on that. Or you counter question me with what did yeah. you say? I want to yeah. talk about that. The question, because we talked about this sort of like a week or so ago. Yeah. You know, because people talk about the fear of failure all the time, you know, like they don't want to achieve something because they don't think they can, but there's also a such thing as a fear of success. You know, and that's like people are just and it's like they they're not afraid 
because they know they can do it at the end of the day, but they they fear the accountability that's associated with it. Man. So, for instance, let's say I had a potential to open up like a software company since I'm in technology, right? I know I can do it if I get it done, but I don't want to personally be responsible for all the stuff that happens. I don't want to put in the 80 to 120 hours a week. I don't want to pay consultants and other people to help start my business up. I don't want to go to the bank and get this loan that I might not be able to pay back no time soon. You know, I don't want to do all of this stuff. I don't want to have a responsibility if it falls, then, you know, whatever. Or if I succeed at it, I don't want to have to maintain that. That was growing. Man, that was, I was like, it had me thinking. Like, now I just can't put everybody in the bucket of, man, you're scared to fail. You're actually probably scared to succeed. And the responsibility and the accountability that comes with that, you feel sometimes, I feel, I say it's like the superhero complex. When they first start, they don't want no parts of their, their powers. Yeah. If you, all the great superheroes, like, what? No, I'm, it just can't happen to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little known. So I think it's almost that complex to where folks, run away from that responsibility and then yes sir perfect example superman like if y'all ever read like the superman comics he knew he was strong from birth but he psychologically told himself that he was weak so he spent his whole life like trying to unlock the power that he always had so i think it's black man it's not just because i i hate looking from a deficit lens sometimes so i think sometimes it's the fear of success we've not we society has lowered the standard we've accepted and embraced that watered down version of greatness i can only do the bare minimum because now i don't have to stand out now i don't have to really lead a community now i don't have to answer those tough questions now i don't have to make those executive decisions now people some people might not like me like if I can if I can just do the bare minimum and everybody likes me, I'm cool with that as opposed to me yeah. leading this community and have some people not like me. When you said that, I, we have grown into having that complex more so than the fear of, uh, of failure. But it's not really about. All right. So this is one thing that I learned in the military. And I, well, I, I actually learned this from uh, a military guy that worked at uh, that worked with me previously. And he was basically like. If he ever asks anybody, how do you feel about such and such? And they have like a lukewarm, mediocre, uh, they don't really lean one way or the other, then he automatically knows when he's looking at who to promote, he's not going to promote that person. Mm -hmm. He said, but when he asks about somebody and people either have a strong feeling about that person negatively or positively, even if it's negative, he probably going to hire that person because if you're doing your job, and you're doing what you're supposed to do to manifest your purpose and to be the best at what you're doing. You can have some people that just really not gonna like you. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't vibe with how you get down and how you do things. And then you're gonna have those other people that love you because they do vibe with how you operate and how you get done with things. But either way, in either dynamic, he knows that you're doing something. Whereas if you're yeah. lukewarm, you're just <laughs> going with the flow and just doing what you gotta do just to get by. And your principle. Like you are tied to some type of values that yeah. you stick to. Exactly. It's one I struggle one. with our interaction sometimes because we don't have what well, I haven't seen many men stand on values anymore. Yeah. 
Like I can really say this is who you are. Like this, I know if someone says something crazy, that that doesn't sound like Ricky. Yeah, like I can yeah. say that. Yeah. The in this space in this day and age, that's been my gripe with the black man. Yeah. Well, like what principles? Like I, I'm, I think I'm gonna just start asking people. Like you know. Well, when you what stand on your you when you stand on your principles, the possibilities like while they said are limitless. Because yeah. when you stand on your principles, that means you have something about you that's unshakable. And yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter what the world says, you know who you are, and that's your truth, and you're going yeah. to live that. Yeah. And you're going to internalize that, and then you're going to begin to manifest that mm -hmm. everywhere you go and with every individual that you touch. Exactly. Let me let me ask y'all right now. Four principles. What what would be your four principles? Truth slash honesty. Okay. Fairness. Forgiveness. Okay. Or grace. Okay. And I would have to say my fourth one would be community. And that's because I believe, and you know that, I believe in bringing people together and for a common purpose. Um, and I think all of those tie together. And if I could add a fifth, I would say open communication. Okay. Right. So me, if I had to name four, uh, faith, faith first and foremost. Uh, faithfulness, like you said, loyalty is, is everything when you think about it, man. Because, you know, we have a lot of stuff, but if you want to go to one cause or whatever, you have to be faithful until the end. Mm. And then, like you were saying earlier, that's something to think about, because somebody once told me that the only way you'd be ready to live for something is if you're willing to die for it. So if you, can't die, if you can't die for it, you can't live for it. The third one, of course, is the people around me. So I would say pretty, pretty much all the values you have, though, honestly, because community, because that's where it comes from, being faithful, being loyal, investing with the people around you. And then the fourth one, I would have to say for me personally, is probably wisdom because with wisdom comes understanding. With understanding comes action. You're able to to plan things out and do things that you would normally do. Like so for that, you can't you won't necessarily act out of pure emotion, mm -hmm. but you will be able to have you know, knowledge and backing as to why you're doing the decision that you're doing and why you're so doing. So let me ask you that same question, brother. <laughs> Man, let me, let me tell you, so, you know, I always got a story. When I asked one of my colleagues to write a letter of recommendation on my behalf, you know, I came back maybe a few days later and she's like, okay, I have, like, I'm starting right now and I have, essentially, she said four values, you know, and she wanted me to guess them. She wants, she's like, I want to see if you, if I'm writing and describing you how you would even describe yourself or, or want to be um, viewed in this world. And I and I and I love that question because I think that's I think that's where happiness, that's where peace is. Like when I'm yeah. really moving in a certain way and I think I'm a certain thing, and people actually respond to that, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Boom. So I, I'm in my mind. I'm like, man, I'm not about to guess because I was, I was the fear of, yeah. of, of, of success. I was like, what if these are actually true? And I gotta continue <laughs> to live up to them. First one, I guess the first one, integrity. Yeah. She can go crazy, like, oh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm one for one. I'm with it. And she's like, the next one. I'm like, no, nah, I'm one for one. I might want to stop right now. <laughs> now when I think about it, the fear of success. If I get two for two, I got to live up to that one again. I'm like, like diversity inclusion. Like I like yeah. including people in, in perspective. She's like, that's it. That was my second one. I'm like, oh, snap. Okay. So I, I might be living. I might be living kind of noble. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so she like the third one. Man, I'm like, man, I'm two for two right now. I might yeah. just not. I need to stop. I ain't going to say that. No, I ain't going to say that. She like, no, no, no. Okay. I'm like, okay. Creativity. She like, that's my third one, third one, three. So I'm like, okay. You know what? Right I, now, I see, I I'm, I'm loving that. The fourth one, boom. Because I'm like, now I'm like, I'm three for three. There's no way I'm going to go four for four. Yeah. I end up kind of backing out the last one. But we talked it out. And it was being a lifelong learner. And I was like, I can see that's always it. Going, four man. for four. So those are my four. And always I think going. it's important to even have that dialogue. I think yeah. even with you know, with your friends and people that you just interact with, because that should be your North Star. At that yeah. point, at the end of the day, you should have habits or um, a moment that you can say reflects back to those core values that you say embody who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if we have that, especially as, as black men, I think I probably would, I don't want to say challenge, but inquire yeah. that more with, with hey, you know, talking, if you have four values or four principles, like what would describe you? I think that'll actually start that movement. Yeah. It's you know? crazy yeah. how we never had this conversation before, but all of our principles kind of are, are similar. Yeah. It may be one that somebody <laughs> else didn't name, like you named creativity. Or if we did five, you probably would have yeah, went to the next one. I would have never said lifelong learner, but if you just look at my yeah. back, my history and my track record, I've stayed in school and I've stayed reading back. Yeah. Yeah. trying to you know be a lifelong learner and then like even with you all three of us said some form of honesty you said integrity yeah. i said honesty you said uh faithfulness, faithfulness. Mm -hmm. so it's just about it's just crazy like how once you are principal and you're moving uh with that principle you are you unintentionally draw people that are similar to you and then you get in a conversation like this where you're talking in front of people and you're like man like i did not i would have never guessed that our principles would be like almost in the core the same. Yeah. yeah like we only had four. three or four that you, you know what i mean where we could have said 15 and maybe those you yeah. could have picked two or three that would would have aligned but absolutely, it ain't unintentional, man. The universe conspires in your favor. When you start vibrating on that wavelength, on that frequency, and you're moving with, with, with a purity in mind, and the purity is not that you don't make any mistakes. The purity is where you align your heart, your thoughts, and your actions. This is why I'm moving this way? Yeah. You attract that, that back. Well, I think as black men, what we sometimes forget is that you have to move in a genuine nature with people. Yeah. Um. Right That's now, we're at a time world. to where, as black men, we it, we don't trust each other. Sure. Um. As openly, and one little thing with one person can really destroy. Everything. Yeah, destroy your trust for everybody. And I think that right now, like for me, I I know because I've been told, like I'm I'm moving. The people I deal with are genuine men. Like yeah. you, you, Sean, um. A few of our brothers from the Jacksonville Urban, the Duval delegation, Jacksonville Urban, the young professionals, 
Um, and it's just about meeting genuine people. Um, shout out to Camus. Um, definitely a genuine brother. You know, I was going through some stuff and he randomly reached out to me. And I would, that would have been the last person I expected to reach out to because like we cool. Yeah. But just to know that, you know what I'm saying, like that that community is there and that people that you made those connections with will reach out to you to really check on you. And that's genuinely what he did. He, he wasn't trying to talk about anything that he had going on, anything. He was like, hey, bro, I'm just, you know, checking on you. I heard you dealing with some stuff. I just want to make sure you're good. And that's the type of genuineness that we need amongst each other to where it's like, I may not talk to you every day and we may not be the best of friends, but because I know you and I know what kind of character you have and I know who you are as a man, then I buy it with that. And I'm going to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you good so that we can continue to elevate. And Kamu is somebody that I never told him, but I look up to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Entrepreneur, successful, married. You know what I'm saying? So it, just to know that that energy is reciprocated, even yeah. from the people that you may not even know is paying attention to you, that's a powerful thing, man. And that's, that's, that's what's up, man. man I, the, with that, the not so easy part is when you got to call out. You, and, and we just had, you know, we ain't going to put no names on it, but when you got to hold your brother accountable, for not moving in a way that aligns with their principles. But, oh yeah, but we, that's <laughs> man, that's a twofold thing though because some people, and that's the thing, that's another thing with black men, right? That goes back to that whole honesty thing. We don't want to, we know we're messing up, right? Okay. Deep down, like we really know we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. But when someone calls us out on it, we want to lash out at them <laughs> for our lack of for our lack of doing. You know what I mean? So you take that either two ways. So you, one, you come and tell me, like, if I'm not working, what I'm supposed to do? And it's like, well, man, I'm really not working. I need to get back on the grind. Other ones, it's like, you can't tell me what I'm doing. You know what I mean? You can't tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> like, we literally, we, we, we vibrate pretty high. And so we said, bro, if you're not moving in a way that honors this young lady, leave her alone. <laughs> like, and, but, and like it's kind of crazy that like i even felt empowered enough to say it and i'm glad that we did yeah but it needs to be said more often like yo if you're not moving in a way that is noble and honoring you know you say you want to be in a relationship bro you need to leave leave her alone yeah, i was or or communicate I was that surprised you <laughs> that he said it because i had already yeah. said it like two days before <laughs> like yeah and i'm like dang I must really, and this is this is me self-evaluating. I'm like, I must like therapy and me, you know, healing and manifesting. Yeah. I must really be changing because for me to even say that to somebody to be like, hey man, like if you know that your intentions ain't pure, like don't even yeah, waste that time. Yeah. Or or tell her straight up from the jump yeah. what your intentions are and let her decide so that it's not a there's no confusion, there's no miscommunication, and there's no bad blood there sure. when yeah. when it's all said and done. But also, me and Dante, and I'm sure you, I know because me and him have had these conversations, have had to, well, one, check each other. Like, he's done it plenty of times for me. Like, hey, bro, I know you said you want to do this, and I really don't see you, you know what I'm saying, I, don't, I, I really don't see the fruit. Yeah, from the seed that your mouth's on. So what's going on? And then it's like, oh, I gotta get on the grind and get this done. Yeah. 
But I also know that I've seen situations to where, like you said, you try to help a black man or just, you know, not necessarily call him out. Because one thing that I've learned is I try not to call people out in public. Yeah. I hit you one on one and be like, hey, man, what's going on? When you get defensive, but it's kind of like it lets me know that you know you're not doing your job, but you'd rather point out my flaws. And it's like, I want you, you y'all know me. I want I call myself out before I let anybody else call yeah. me out. So it's like, well, I already know this, but be, I know this and I am working to change it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now this is what I'm doing since you're calling me out. This is what I'm actually doing to address that. Now, what are you doing on the same thing? So it's like, you know, I'm not coming at you sideways because I'm not calling you out your name. I'm not trying to yell at you or talk to you like a kid. I'm just as your friend or as a leader or as a black man coming to as iron and sharpening iron, trying to sharpen you to say, hey, this is what you said that you that you were going to do. And I will hope that as black men, we can have each other as accountability partners and say, hey, this is what you said. Yeah. But this ain't happening. So what's going on? So, and then you would be real enough with me to say, hey, like you said, I know, you know what I'm saying? It's I, like, I, I gotta yeah. or you let and a good reframe is uh, you're not calling anybody out, you're calling them in. You know, so that was a good reframe that I, I, I heard probably a couple years ago. You you don't call anybody out, you're calling them in. Yeah. And then uh, another uh side of that coin with with the criticism or with you calling them in. Like a solution should be attached to that, yep. and you should be willing to support them through that solution. You know what I mean? So you're not just saying, "Hey, you ain't doing X, Y, Z," and you just leave it alone. I'm calling you in in a manner like I'm in. I'm 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 cognizant of the environment. I'm cognizant of my tone and my delivery, and then I'm offering a solution that comes along with that. And then, hey, I call you every day at five. You know what I mean? To to just Double check, make sure, or I help you with this project if you're not really confident in this platform or this service. But that's you know where I mean? that pride and that ego comes in. Offer certain solutions. Some yeah. some of us as men are so competitive or so driven to say, Hey, I'm a man, I can do this. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you can yeah. do this on your own, why isn't it being done? And it's like if I'm genuinely come uh addressing you and we I'm doing it one on one, so it's private, it's not yeah. in a public space. And I'm offering you help. You should know that I'm offering this help from a genuine place, or I'm offering this solution from a genuine place if it's yeah. something that you can do on your own. But you yeah. get so people get so caught up on the image that you will have yeah. a private conversation, and the next thing you know, this person bringing it up publicly because they feel mm-hmm. the way that you even said something about it. Yeah. Them. And it's like that that also begins to break down the relationships that black men have because it's like how can if we're having this conversation privately as black men mm-hmm. this conversation should stay private Probably. between black men you know what i'm saying it should never be bought to a public eye because that's not what the intent was the intent was pure yeah and now you're muddying that intent but i'm sure the next song gonna speak to it oh <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about this song. Right? I've been, I've been hearing everybody talk about this. This song been hot since. I ain't gonna lie to you. While I went in on this. On my way to Mozzie Bella with hell of the hoes. Trying to think what I'ma tell them when they get alone. 
I'm a glutton for women I shouldn't yearn for. Shouldn't be tempted, but baby, I like to hurt for. Maybe because I was searching, I found me the perfect person for me. Her didn't work out, she prayed what you work for. And I carry the bitterness of a colon Jerry is shit, my parents never showed much. Woman, I probably could have been a feminist because I respect the Lord. I got polygamy problems. I Before y'all get into it, I just really want to take a moment to the growth, the maturation. I, I've been rocking with Wale for a minute. And when you talk about really taking that time to self-assess and, and be reflective, um, ask yourself the tough questions, fall, unplug, fall off the wire, um, man, man, how he came back so strong. He came, he came back like electrified. I, I see it almost radiating off of him. Man, sue me. I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Man, how y'all feel about it? Man, I think right now that's what we need to hear. You know, with all of this stuff going on, and that just speaks to what we've been talking about. This whole conversation, man, is about community. Because regardless of where we're coming from or where we're going, you know, we have to, as a people, cheer and root for each other. We have to keep building each other up. You know, somebody once, my mentor once told me that, um, like every, if you look even in nature, right, every animal to some extent has a pack. You got like a wolf pack. And even like the lion, for instance, the lion's supposed to be the king of the jungle, but the lion rolls in a pride. So we need, regard, that just goes to show that we need each other if we want to achieve anything at all. Well, I remember earlier you was talking about you reading the Bible a lot and 
Yeah. While I am not as religious as I used to be, I am still very spiritual. And the difference between it, I believe that people that are overly religious, they're so caught up in the man-made rituals of their denomination or their sect or faith that they forget the spirituality of yeah. the walk. Absolutely. Like building the individual spirituality. But in regards to what Wale was saying and to tie that in, I think that when we... When we really look at it, it from a spiritual perspective, man was not created to be alone. That's no, why we have no. friendships. That's why we have relationships. And when he's saying, sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. I know originally that song was not received well by non-black people. And he never said, because I'm rooting for everybody that's black, that I'm not rooting for you, but that I'm rooting against you. He's just saying that I want to see black people win. I'm African-American, so I, I want to see black people win. And if you win, like, I have plenty of non-black friends that when they win, I celebrate with them just like I would celebrate with my black friends. I'm going to celebrate your wins as if I won, and I'm going to help you through your losses as if I lost. But with everything that's going on in America, and as a black man, I'm seeing constantly unarmed black people killed and the first thing you see is not on the news something positive about them it's they're the victim but they're being demonized yeah like that's the first thing that they go to uh is that their their record their history even when videos come out so they weren't doing anything wrong yeah. so that had what their past or what they did in the past has nothing to do with the fact that they that this is a, a, a injustice yeah and so naturally if i'm seeing these as a black man i'm seeing these constant injustices against black men i'm seeing these constant this constant demonization against black people i'm seeing one black person make one mistake and now it's reflected upon the entire black community then yes i want black people to win I want to see them successful. I want to see more black millionaires and billionaires, more black entrepreneurs, more black scientists, more black engineers, more black athletes, more black in, in sports that you don't normally see. NASCAR, hockey, uh, cricket, um, shoe, whatever sport we can get into, <laughs> poker tournaments. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see us win because then that begins to change the perspective and that begins to open the box that so many people put black people in. Yeah. And when black people start winning, the world notices because we create culture. And then the world can't deny what we are. Facts. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't hide that greatness. No, exactly. You can't say that we're something that we're not. The media could uh, can't portray that anymore. You know what I mean? And you and you can't write it off as an anomaly. You mm -hmm. know, as 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 the exception to the rule. We begin to then shape a new rule, like yep. a new paradigm. It has to be accompanied with a, a paradigm shift if, in fact, like a large majority of us, you know, are, are on the podium at the top spot or, or just at a spot period and getting recognized. Or more of us are, are just celebrated um, and getting this graduate degree or this uh, certification, or this certificate and all of the above. Um, so, so I definitely, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful place to, to really end tonight's episode, man. Like, honestly, um, 
my, my key takeaway is, is to really get back to community and making some actionable steps. So if you don't know your neighbors, getting out there to really go introduce yourself to your neighbors. That's that's my key takeaway. I don't know if y'all have any. My key takeaway is to just speak to people, man. Make every every interaction you have with someone else be positive. If you can, try to drop a positive seed because that positive seed is going to grow fruit. And while you think it may be small, that one positive seed might have might have that person go and do something positive. And that in itself will begin to unify us because as you said earlier, then your defenses start to lower when you're dealing with other black Americans. It's it's not so much of a let me stay in my lane, but it's like I'm looking at you as you're my brother, you're my sister. Or you could be my brother, my sister, my cousin, my auntie, my mama, my uncle, my grandma. So I'm going to treat you with that same respect that I would treat my blood family. So then we begin to unify back to that communal and that tribal um, place that we used to be at. And that you can tell a lot of black, a lot of black Americans long for, but as a whole, we're just not doing what we need to do and taking the actionable steps to make happen. But it's in our hands. And my takeaway is as as black men or just people in general, just don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, like one of the things like we've been saying, it's just pride, you know, we're too proper or whatever, but we have to be, we have to be able to put our pride aside and realize sometimes we just need help and we can't do it everything on our own. So like I said, definitely do that. You know, even when it comes, not even just success in general, but just, just living like a healthy life. Because you need other people, like you said, you know, we we're not put on this earth, you know, to grow, live and die alone. We're supposed to be around other people. That's why it's like we talk about, you know, like the body of Christ. That's what the Bible really wants us to focus on is just us building it all together. That's what it is, because you have even with us, like if you look at our physical bodies, right, we're not just, you know, just here. We have a head, we have hands, we have feet. Everything on our body has a purpose, and that's the way people are. You know, we may be effective alone, or the old saying was something along the lines of um, one person may be more effective than someone else, but none of us is as effective as all of us. And so if we really come together, like I said, that's... It's synergy. Yeah. Synergy. And it's unstoppable. But I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in, that tuned in with us. Um, this is the the, the playlist, uh, and, and Sue is we we rooting for everybody that's black. Um, Big facts. <laughs> y'all stay stay safe, um, stay engaged, uh, and we appreciate you and we love you and we're proud of you. Catch us next week. And happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and happy Mother's happy Day, Mother's y'all. Day to all the mothers out there. Black women are dope. Hey. <laughs>